Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Tommy Thomas, talent representative for the Independent Sports Entertainment Society, and you are listening to Live at the Armory with Fat House Bob and Loose Laura. <laughs> As only Tommy could put it. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Maybe I'd have just changed the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I don't sign autographs. I'm not, and I, and I very, very rarely take pictures with people, but if people insist in their nights, then, then I'll do that. So. And the lovely Laura. I am a true and total lady. I would never headbutt anybody. Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I am your co-host for this evening, Bunkhouse Bob, as I am every evening. And joining me here in just a few moments, as always, will be the lovely Laura. Folks, we thank you very much for tuning in tonight, wherever you're listening from and however you're listening to us, whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, whether or not you download the episode, 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 episode on iTunes, or... If you stream it at www.fnxnetwork.com, we certainly appreciate your support. Tonight, folks, we have two great guests. We have LeBron Cozone will be joining us here about 7.15 or so. And in the 8 o'clock hour, championship wrestling from Hollywood star Ryan Taylor will be joining us. Uh, really excited to have these guys on the show. Been uh been trying to get Ryan on for some time, and we finally got it worked out. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. Our Twitter address is at from the Armory. And, again, I would urge you to go and check out www.fnxnetwork.com. We would also ask that you would check out our other partner in crime, Strong Style Life Clothing at www.sslclothing.com. And without further ado, I would like to bring on to the show the latest member, supporter, and number one fan, the president 
of the Matt Hardy Fan Club in North Carolina, our co-host, the lovely Laura. You need to quit that mess. You know it's true. I'm not. I am not Matt Hardy's uh, president of his fan club in North Carolina, South Carolina, whatever state, whatever. Uh-uh, ain't happening. Anyway, um, how you doing, Bob? I am doing fantastic, even though I am tired. We talked about it before <laughs> we went on air, folks. It feels like I'm suffering from jet lag. But I am good mm-hmm. to go. We've got a big show. We can't let my dragon rear end or Laura's deter us from giving you folks the best possible show that we can provide on a weekly basis. Laura, That's right. how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I tell you what, I am dragon too. I have not. I didn't get very much sleep Friday night at all. And over the weekend, over the course of two days, I'm thinking maybe I got, I don't know, nine hours. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're so, right. Folks, we'll yeah, uh, but, we'll uh, talk about uh, we'll talk about why we're so tired here in a few moments. I mean, most of you already know, or those of you that uh, may not know, we talked about it last week. The the indie wrestling weekend extravaganza that was. WrestleCade, Queens of Combat, PWX, and we'll get into all of that. Laura, you want to tell uh, our listeners about our Facebook information? Yeah, everybody's on Facebook, right? So why don't you come over and like our page? We're at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. Uh, we talk about what's coming up on the show. Uh, we'll post uh, videos of guests or previous guests or, you know, whatever we think is interesting. Uh, just so come on over and uh, give us a like. Yeah, we certainly appreciate all the support, uh, whether it's on Twitter or on Facebook and all forms of social media. You know, folks, uh was in North Carolina this past weekend, and, uh, you know, Laura and I talked about it before I left town. We could spend four shows and eight hours talking about the weekend. Easily. And... We will probably go in-depth during our year-end spectacular show that's coming up on the 17th. Uh, Yeah. But the the most important thing of all, the most important thing of the entire weekend for all of you to know is this. I told you what would happen with Caleb Conley, and it did. I am right. I've been right since we started this show. I will continue to be right, whether any of you like it or not. Find a way to deal with it, because I'm not going anywhere, folks. Not going anywhere. Now we move on to new people for me to help and put over and elevate their careers to unseen heights, Laura. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. Delusions of grandeur. And how grand it was. The video's up. The pictures are up. I told everybody what would happen, and it did. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. The, the handshake mm-hmm. that was really? felt around the world. You're it was welcome. electrifying, folks. I was there. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to, wanted to say something really quickly. Um, I wanted to say thank you to... 
Tracy Myers. I wanted to say thank you to Brian Hawks. I wanted to say thank you to the entire staff at WrestleCade, both the, both the Fan Fest and the WrestleCade event itself. Wanted to say thanks to High Spots, all the people at High Spots. Wanted to say thank you yeah. to uh, Brian K, to Ariel, all the staff at Ziggy's, all the uh, people at PWX, all the management at PWX. I uh, wanted to say thank you. Uh, I can't. Th- there's not enough time to list off all the names. I want to say thank you to listeners of the show that walked up to both Laura and I and said we love what you do. Keep it up. Um, whatever you know. Um, like I said, we could get into a a Santa Claus list full of people that that I should thank, but those are the ones that that stand out that I that I wanted to get out real quick. Uh, a lot of people are asking, you know, what, what, what what's your what's a standout moment at WrestleCade? And unfortunately, and I'm going to talk about this because this is important. Everyone okay. seemed shocked that Scott Steiner would drop the f bomb at a family show like WrestleCade. I mean, they were raising money for a Christmas toy drive. I believe it was over six thousand dollars. Wasn't that right, Laura? That that no. went to the Triad right. area for for yeah. a toy drive. I met Scott Steiner in the late 90s, and he was an asshole then, and he's an asshole now. I've said it before on this very program that he was and is the rudest wrestler I have ever met, and I've met a lot in my 35-plus years of being around professional wrestling. Those of you that were shocked that he would do something like this, you don't know him. I wasn't shocked, and I put the video up on on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. A very, very poor decision in an otherwise stellar night. I don't think you're going to see Scott Steiner in the Carolinas for a while, just to say. So, Laura? I I just want to add something real quick to that is that, you know, Scott Steiner, the Indies don't need you. You need the Indies. Just want to yeah. say that because yeah, I, I would agree with I, that. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. But my yeah. two personal favorite moments from WrestleCade and Bob's a meanie and made me pick two. Um, well, we got we got people. First, we got people. I know. Hush. Um, the first one is of course getting to see my BFF. Uh, and getting to see this handshake that was felt around the world. And I love how David stops the tape when I'm getting ready to give you the uh, the T-shirt, everybody. Bob is officially Team Caleb, and I presented him with a Team Caleb T-shirt. And the next time I see Bob, I want to see him with that T-shirt on. Yeah, my uh, my protege, my, my entourage, my assistant, my personal personal assistant, uh, security, cameraman, uh, manager, crowd control, uh, did not film the entire event. And, uh, you know, that, that's okay though. That's okay. The important thing, the point, the important thing was documented for the world to see. It was, it sure was. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> it was great, folks. If you haven't seen it, you need to get on Bob's Facebook page and take a look at that. It's it is good. It really is good. Um, my second uh, favorite moment from WrestleCade is a two-parter. 
it would happen, first happened at the Jim Cornette roast, uh, me and Stanley. Uh, but I got to talking to Jim Cornette, and he remembered me from yeah. uh, the Fan Fest in Salem, Virginia. And yeah. he verbatim talked about what we had talked about, and I was just floored. And then the second part to do with Cornette was at WrestleCade when you were talking to him because there was this guy in front of us that was talking about Jim's wife to him. Mm-hmm. And I got up to Jim and I said, you know, it's a funny thing that that guy mentioned your wife. And Jim was like, well, why? I said, because last night he thought I was your wife. <laughs> 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 Sorry, folks. He, he comes up to me and he's like, Stacy? And I'm like, mm, no. Stacy Cornette? No, um, not her. Oh, I thought you were Jim's wife. No, no. And when uh, when we said goodbye, Jim was like, "Well, you know, if you ever want to get married again, let me know." (laughs) (laughs) Jim Cornette, he was he was a class act, and uh, Laura snapped some great photos of uh, Jim Cornette and myself meeting. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, Laura got a side view. I was I got pretty I got emotional when when I talked to Jim Cornette. You know, because there was, you know, well, something I, important that I wanted to say to him, and and it, that stays between him and and myself and and Laura, who was within earshot. But uh, very, very cool guy, very cool guy. And I, and there are a lot more moments, folks, that that we plan on sharing with you in the in the upcoming weeks. I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a break, Laura. I'll be right back. Sure, and I'm going to talk about indie events because that's what I do. Uh, NWA Smoky Mountain, Friday, December 5th at the Mary Mars Gym at Lincoln Memorial University in Harrogate, Tennessee. The bell time is 8 p.m. Scheduled to appear. Sigmund, Jason Kincaid, previous guest, Elliot Russell, Chase Owens, Jordan Cage, and many more. You can find out uh, more info at NWASmokyMountain.com. Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment presents our good friend, uh, Joshua Von Wheeler, is at it again, folks. He presents Omar Coming. Omar? Omar Coming. Okay. Uh, Friday, December 5th, at the Temple Recreation Center in Temple, Georgia, with an 8 p.m. bell time. Show and ticket info at www.LennaWrestlingEntertainment.com. Folks, go out and support Josh, because he is really trying to bring independent wrestling, good independent wrestling, to the Atlanta area. A lot of people in Atlanta say there's no good wrestling. Get up off your asses and go see Josh and Company. You've got Chip Day, Jimmy Rave. You've got Adrian Armour. All kinds of good people. Tickets are cheap. Get up off your lazy asses and go see Josh and tell him that Bob and Laura sent you. Now, he's not going to discount your tickets or anything, but you just tell him Bob and Laura sent you. Um, real quick, friend of the show and previous guest, uh, Mr. Jackson James, uh, is selling T-shirts. He's got some great-looking Misfit T-shirts, and Misfit-inspired, I should say, T-shirts, and he is selling them. He is selling them for 25 bucks, and that's including shipping. So if you want some, Come get some. Uh, he's selling them uh, via PayPal, and his PayPal information is jake.james91 at yahoo.com. You can visit Jackson's Facebook page. He's got a picture of himself in the T-shirts, and I will add that he looks pretty smoking. 
So go visit our good friend Jackson James and buy a T-shirt. Jackson's going places, I'm telling you. His match, we'll talk about this a little later, but his match at PWX, uh, at the pay-per-view, I mean, this guy, the sky's the limit for him. I, I expect to see big, big things out of uh, Mr. Jackson James. And I, I told him that I'd mention his T-shirts. Well, I did. So everybody, if you're a fan of Life from the Armory, Go help out uh, Mr. Jackson James. Brand new uh, shipment of T-shirts. Also want to say hey to my friend Jordan Castle. Um, he was my uh, Wrestle K buddy along with uh, the $5 champ, Big Donnie. The second year I spent, uh, uh, um, spent at Wrestle K with Big Donnie. Had a great time. He and myself and Cliff Compton. Lord, Cliff Compton. Um Talked a little bit, got some pictures. <laughs> I didn't know if it was Cliff <laughs> I know. I know. You had a good time with Cliff Compton, didn't you? I sure did. <laughs> All right, folks. I placed a call to uh, LeBron Cozone, and unfortunately, LeBron is um, tied up at the moment. Uh, he ran into a uh, unforeseen situation and cannot be with us at this point in time. Um, okay. We're going to try to call him back, or he is going to try to call us back, perhaps in a half hour or maybe a little bit less. He understands that we have a second guest coming up in the 8 o'clock hour that is out on the West Coast. Uh, in the unfortunate uh, situation that we cannot get LeBron uh, interviewed tonight. We will reschedule LeBron for another date coming up, and we will get him on the show. I know that there are a lot of people that are big fans of his in the Greensboro area, uh, and I know that uh, he was at Wrestlecade this past weekend. He was involved in the uh, first annual George South Invitational Battle Royal, and we really look forward He's to speaking. to be reckoned with. Yeah, we really we were really looking forward to speaking with LeBron, but unfortunately, you know, things like this happen. You had a situation pop up, had to take care of it, and can't be on the phone at this time. So Laura gets her wish because now we can spend some time talking about some of the great things that happened this past weekend at WrestleCade. <laughs> and at PWX and at Queens of Combat. So. Oh, I'm telling you, it was, honestly, I can't remember having such a great time. It's been a long time, folks, since I've had that much fun and enjoyed myself that much. I mean, last year's WrestleCade was a lot of fun, but this year's blew it out of the water. I mean, yeah. it really did, and... Getting to meet you and David was a special treat. Uh, David is so funny. He's like, um, he's wise beyond his years, that's for sure. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And uh, we had uh, the pleasure of, you know, meeting several people. And, uh, you know, he he carried himself well. And uh, he impressed a lot of people and, and made some people laugh. And you can't ask for much more than that. Miss Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, uh, you know what? <laughs> I I actually sent a message to Tessa, and uh, 
you know, I had the opportunity to talk to Tessa on several occasions as, as well as what you did, and, and we'll go on. And she was one of the highlights for me uh, for the weekend. We'll go on and talk about Tessa because this was the first opportunity that I'd actually gotten to see Tessa wrestle in person. She wrestled Mickey James uh, at the Queens of Combat show at Ziggy's, and she came out and did uh, a little promo work uh, for PWX uh, later on that evening. But being able to sit and talk with Tessa uh, for a little bit and just her whole demeanor, uh, you know, very, very level-headed, very fun-loving, uh, a really positive attitude and a, and a really positive outlook on stuff. And uh, she was... Uh, yeah, there's no... She's something no one else. Like no, no, there there is no one like Tessa, and uh, you know she was cracking jokes. My my, uh, we keep saying David. David is my son who accompanied me on this trip, and there were several times that they were giggling and laughing together over jokes they were cracking back and forth with each other, uh, especially about the rates that Tessa should be charging for pictures. So uh, yeah, <laughs> she. Uh, she was uh, very, very cordial and very cool. Um, you know, folks, I got to watch her wrestle in that in that Mickey James match, and um, the hype is real. Okay, we had spoken about Tessa on this program several weeks ago. She has been traveling up and down the coast, making towns and wrestling pretty much nonstop. I can tell you mm-hmm. from from firsthand experience after watching her her match with Mickey James, she is the real deal. So you can get on board with it now if you'd like, or in a couple of years when she's on a bigger platform, and you're going to say, "Wow, oh, man, look at that! Oh, that's that's you know the daughter of blah blah blah." Da, 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 da. We had already talked about that. I'm telling you, folks, it's not if, it's when. So You're exactly right, Bob. Hats off to Tessa Blanchard. Excellent match. You know, all the matches that we saw were, were, were good matches, but she had a very decent standout match against one Mickey James. So that's one of my, uh, that's one of my standout moments. Um. One of my standout moments also happened at Queen's of Combat when uh, I, you and I have talked to Leva Bates before. Yeah. And um, she cosplays a lot, and she even came dressed as a character from Frozen. Now, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I know as a big nerd as I am, I know it's going to be shocking. I've never seen Frozen, okay? What? Uh, but she came, she came dressed as one of the characters from Frozen, and the other week she was dressed up as Sailor Mars from Sailor Moon. I'm a big Sailor Moon fan. I gave Leva a little bitty Sailor Mars uh, figurine, and she absolutely just loved it. And so when she came out uh, for her match at Queens of Combat, she came over and gave me a hug, and that made me feel really, really good. And Jordan Castle said, Laura, you're over. So that was a standout moment for me. Uh, But uh, (laughs) Um, if if you guys attended WrestleCade and saw the Fan Fest, and you don't think that worst case scenario is the best tag team going today, you got problems. Absolutely, that's a another standout team. 
that we got to see wrestle, obviously, at WrestleCade at the Fan Fest. And then we would get to watch, again, uh, wrestle for PWX at the iPay-Per-View, What Doesn't Kill You Only Makes You Stronger on Sunday evening from Ziggy's. And they would face um, Trevor Lee, who was standing in for Corey Hollis, and Adam Page. And we would be remiss if we didn't send out our uh, our sympathy and our get-well wishes to uh, manager of worst-case scenario, the Tommy Thomas, who at the end of that match, I don't know if I should give it away. Maybe you should order the iPay-Per-View. We'll just put it this way. Uh, Tommy, we wish you a speedy recovery. Uh, I certainly hope that all is well. Um, you know, hit me up when, when you've got time and, and when you feel better. Uh, but uh, that damn Corey Hollis. Damn it. Yeah. He's got a little man's complex. That's what his problem is. But that's okay because the Bubba's, the Bubba's are coming after you two. And yeah. old Trevor Lee, the Carolina caveman, um, who was actually halfway decent because I, <laughs> I don't even want to start. But he was very decent when I talked to him at PWX, uh, which yeah. is rare. But, um, and... I was humbled by the fact that uh, people knew who we were. Yes. I mean, of course, we had the Live from the Armory t-shirts on, but people actually knew who we were, and it was a little little surreal there for a little bit. Um, But, you know, um, George Coles wants me to ask you, how did your son like Sabu? Uh, <laughs> George, that's another standout moment. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a funny there's a funny story involved with all this. So we get around WrestleCade, around the Fan Fest, and uh, you know, I tell Laura, you know, I immediately, you know, we have got to find Sabu. And I ask a couple of people there that are there, you know, where his table's at, and run into Luke Hawks, and he said, well, he's supposed to be sitting up beside of me, but he's not here yet. I'm like, okay. So we walk around, and we're doing some stuff. And, of course, my son has eagle eye and uh, night vision and all that other stuff. And uh, he spots him coming in. And, of course, we have to, to make way to the table as quickly as possible, which we do. And uh, Sabu looked like he had uh, been up a little bit too late the night before. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we were able to uh, be right there as he sat down and uh, it looked like <laughs> he had spilled coffee on himself. He was not yet quite together, but you can't see it, uh, George, from uh, yeah, from his uh, from the turban that he has on. Uh, but he was a nice guy. But he did not say a word. Uh, usually in public, he will not speak. He has his manager that's with him, uh, and he will not even if you say hi, how are you, thank you. All he will do is just nod. He does not talk a lot, and uh, my, my my son was a little taken back, you know, because, you know, he said, you know, hi, how are you, this, that, and the other, and he just smiled and nodded at him, and, you know, yeah, that's all part of the shtick, you know. So it was very uh, it was very cool. He was a nice guy, but like I said, didn't speak a lot, and uh, I wasn't surprised by that. Um, but, but we both enjoyed meeting him. Uh, you know, and, and one of the things that took me back, George, is that uh, 
I was surprised that uh, he was as tall as what he was. I thought he would be taller, but he's about my he's about my height. So you know I, that that's the only other thing. I guess TV does that to people. But at any rate, I'm I'm digressing. Um, but it was very cool to meet him. And what Laura had said, you know, about meeting people. You know, we we had the live from the Armory T-shirts on, and we were we walked into or got into the fan fest area and uh even before that when we were standing in line i had people that walked up to us and said you know you're the guy that's on that show you know so on and so forth uh can i get a picture with you and you know during the opening segment you know we you know i say i rarely take pictures obviously that's you know not true because you can see the amount of pictures that were taken from the weekend uh, very, very humbling, like Laura said, kind of surreal to walk into a place and have people walk up to you and want to take pictures with you. Uh, or even, even what was crazier is that people that we have been talking about on this program for almost a year now, trying to inform wrestling fans like yourselves about the type of talent that's out there that you may or may not know about, to have them walk up to you and say hello and shake your hand or give you a hug and say thanks. You know, I, I can only speak for myself. And I put this post on my Facebook page. What this weekend did for me, folks, for all the good listeners that are out there, it let me know that what we do every week is making a difference in wrestling, in independent wrestling, one wrestling fan at a time. I believe that. And we will continue to do this. We will continue to try to bring you different stars from different promotions and let you know that there is an alternative to what you're being offered and being told that is wrestling. That is not wrestling. That is sports entertainment. No offense, Tommy Thomas. But what we were privileged to watch was wrestling. Sure was. And, you know, um, dear WWE, you guys need to get the Queens of Combat 3 video, DVD, Blu-ray, what have you, when it comes out and watch it because – that's women's wrestling. It's not the shit you put on every Monday and Friday night, which I, I will say this much, with the exception of AJ, Natalia, Paige, and probably Alicia Fox, um, the rest of y'all are the shits. <laughs> Just saying. Um, uh, yeah. uh, the, match that, the match that should be a primer. For anybody to want to watch, we had the absolute pleasure. I had the absolute pre- pleasure of meeting Jessica Havoc, and I was actually yeah. shaking when I met her. I had been looking forward to meeting her for a number of years, and to watch the Jesus. match that her and Lefisto put on. Oh mm-hmm. man, you want to talk about wrestling, women's wrestling? That's wrestling. That's a new hashtag right there, folks. Coined it here first. That's wrestling. There we go. It's, it's going on right now. 
the um, combat. Absolutely. You know, and, and one of the things that uh, another standout thing that I wanted to mention was, you know, we've talked about on this program over the last several months about mixed tag team, intergender tag oh, team wrestling, Lord. so on and so forth. Ugh. And Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae, the world's cutest tag team, uh, wrestled two matches that we got to see uh, that particular evening. They had wrestled the Lucha Sisters for Queens of Combat, and they wrestled the Bravado Brothers for PWX. Uh, and I believe that I had said on this program that I felt that the Bravados match would be more physical than what people thought it would be. And oh, yeah. I was right. Um the thing that the thing that I wanted to mention on that match was is that something that Joey Ryan said uh, during his promo work was that you know people are you know using these catchphrases you know of mixed tag you know intergender tag teams and right. he said that him and Candace are a tag team that it doesn't matter if they're wrestling a women's tag team an all-male tag team, another mixed tag team, that to him and to her, that tag team wrestling is tag team wrestling. And I gained a whole new level of respect for Candice LeRae. You want to talk about a girl that can go, she can go. She can. Yeah. And I just can't say enough good things about the two of them, period, because I got behind them at Starbucks. Um, while you guys were going into FanFest, I stopped off at Starbucks. And just so polite and so nice and um, and talking to him at WrestleCade and, and then talking to him at uh, PWX. And uh, uh, Joey even photobombed one of my photos I took with uh, my good friend Jason Ford with Worst Case Scenario. Um they are, I, you know, and I said this on Twitter, I think they, the two of them make wrestling good. I mean, this is what's good about wrestling, the two of them. Because mm-hmm. you've got Joey Ryan, who was fired from TNA, mm-hmm. which I told him at PWX, the worst mistake TNA ever made was getting rid of him. Right. He could he could have done great things for them. Um, mm-hmm. But, and then you've got, Candace, who is like, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's almost like she's not a girl. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, she is in there and, you know, <laughs> the bravados. I had said this, and I think Joey had picked up on it when uh, Harlem had tagged Lance and said, you know, Grandma wouldn't want me to do that. And I'm like, wait a minute, she got the same Grandma. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, a very physical match. Um, you know, the bravados for me for WrestleCade, that was the best match for me mm-hmm. with them versus uh, LAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, high flying is always, and you know that was one of the best matches on the PWX card. I think PWX card was stacked. I yeah. mean, good God, I have that was probably the best PWX show I've ever been to. Yeah, there were... Uh, you know, besides the the first one, you know, with AJ yeah. and Cedric. But that one right there, I mean, that that ranks right up there. 
with it. And, and guys, if you're a fan of pro wrestling and you live in the Carolinas and you're not coming to PWX, you're doing yourself the biggest disservice ever. Ever. And I, I, and I think I think Drew Galloway, who who wrestled Caleb Conley in the main event uh, for PWX's What Doesn't Kill You Only Makes You Stronger I pay per view, and if you go to HighSpotsTV.com or at HighSpots, believe that you can order that pay per view. And I'm I'm not going to give away spoilers or, or results of matches, but I will share with you something that that Drew had said. You know, and I, I was never really a big Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, you know, fan for, for whatever I. reason. Uh, but when he got on the mic at the end of the match, he really helped change my perception of him as a person. Not as a character, but him as a person. Uh, yes. Because he talked about being uh, in Mexico, being there. I believe he had said that he was in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, all within a week span mm-hmm. and was leaving that show to go to the U.K. And his exact words, paraphrased, I don't remember the exact quote, but that he enjoyed being back in front of the fans because this was not sports entertainment, that this was the actual, this was actual wrestling and that everybody needed to support actual wrestling, that it felt good to be back actually wrestling again, you know? And, uh, and I will say this, the, uh, the Caleb Conley, uh, Drew Galloway match quite easily, a five-star match. My first, my first time being able to uh, to see Caleb in person, and, you, and everybody knows that. Uh, watch a ton of tape on people, and tape only does so much. You know, tape tape can only show you so much, versus actually being there live and in person. Uh, Caleb Conley is another guy who should be on TV. Yeah, should be on. Should be on TV. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I know that I'll get a bunch of bullshit for this, and, the, and it's fine. You can, you can run me through the ringer later on. You know, I don't care. Caleb Conley is a guy that should be on TV, and I'm not. You know, whether you want to call it WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor or wherever you want to place him at, you can place him at. This guy is a phenomenal talent, and I'll pull the curtain back for you all because I'm I'm an honest guy, and most everybody that met me this weekend knows that I, I don't hold back on what I think or what I feel. I told Caleb after that match in private, all bullshit aside, that it was one of the best matches that I'd ever seen live. That's no bullshit. So if you have an opportunity to see Caleb Conley wrestle for PWX, in an intimate setting like we did at Ziggy's, and you don't go and buy a ticket, you might as well just go on and turn in all your stuff because you're not a fan. I agree. You're just another smart. You're just another smart Mark that wants to sit around and troll. So we got a caller, Laura. Let's see who this is. Hold on, we got. Okay, I think I know who that is. Yeah. Let's see. Hello? As it spins, hold on here a second. Three three six, you're on with live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Hey Bob, hey Laura, this is Jeff. How you doing? Good, Jeff. How you doing tonight, man? Good. Uh, just cut me off if Cozone ever calls in, but uh, okay. I just want to make sure that uh, Firestar Pro Wrestling got talked about. So I'll just uh, 
run down the card, if that's all right. Fire in the hole, brother. And talk about the show a little bit. This is a food drive event. Um, Firestar Pro Wrestling does several events at the shows each year, but this one is a food drive event. Tickets at the door are $15. However, if you bring two non-perishable canned items, those tickets will only be $8. So uh, last year's food drive, I think we had over 300 cans. So it's a big, huge food drive for the city of Greensboro. And uh, stacked stacked lineup again, uh, of course, as every Firestar show is. We'd expect uh, Firestar, it is <laughs> The Firestar Championship will be defended. Uh, Scrapyard Dog, the champion, will face Chris Lee. Uh, also, two other huge singles matches on that card will be uh, Drew Myers versus Timmy mm-hmm. Lurettin. Ah, that uh, should be great. Both just on PWX, and uh, if you really want to see the future of North Carolina, uh, Firestar Pro Wrestling usually brings that to you first. If you want to see somebody who's going to be in PWX six months from now, there's a good chance you might see him at Firestar. Uh, also, we have uh, the Black Cloud, Joe Black. He will face the first Frick Converse also. And... uh that's at the uh, Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club in Greensboro. And that's uh, doors open at 3.30 and show starts at 4. So if you're in the area, two canned goods, eight bucks a ticket, you cannot beat it. The best deal in indie wrestling going today. Uh, it sound, sounds cool. And uh, I know that uh, I know LeBron was going to uh, plug that show uh, for you all. Yeah. And we certainly appreciate you calling in. And giving us the rundown on it, and uh, some excellent matches. Like I said, I saw Joe Black, saw Timmy Lou Red, and saw, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd seen Tim Lou in uh, some other uh, some other tape. Phenomenal guy, phenomenal athlete. Yeah, uh, yeah big, he's great. Big, big props uh, to him. Um, and Joe Black, mm-hmm. it's the future of indie wrestling. Joe Black in June. Joe Black been begging for years to get in PWX. He didn't get there until he beat Cedric Alexander in Firestar Pro Wrestling. That's a fact. Uh, but he deserved it. And uh, he's he's up and coming. You know, every weekend you look, he's in Illinois, Tennessee. He's all over the place. It's only a matter of time for him. But uh, just outside of that, uh, just speaking personally about uh, LeBron Cozone, he's a friend mm-hmm. of mine also. And uh, right. the wrestling world especially the indie wrestling world is a lot better place with him in it. He uh <clears throat> contributes so much on a personal level. And uh right. he's a really good guy. He works very, very hard and uh, you know, he doesn't have major sponsorships. He takes right. a load of this on his own shoulders and he puts it there. Uh he is personally responsible for bringing wrestling back to Greensboro, no matter what anybody else says. Uh, it was a dead scene here just a few years ago. And the way that he projects, especially uh, how I view it as African-American wrestlers being more than what sports entertainment portrays the usual African-American wrestler. These guys can go out and put on shows and be great athletes. They don't have to be portrayed as pimps, thugs, rappers. They are good guys 
just going out there to wrestle. And that means a lot to a lot of people, especially in the city of Greensboro. Always uh, in the African-American community, needing and looking for positive role models. And you can always find those at Firestar Pro Wrestling. And I think that's quite a change and very different from uh, especially how they're portrayed in sports entertainment. I would agree with that 100%. And, yeah. and that, and that so, I think that's a, I think that's a fair, fair statement to say that uh, indie wrestling in general has a, a better track record at portraying um, people of all nationalities or all colors and, and shining on their on their talents rather than just trying to find a gimmick for them. Why don't you let oh. wrestling stand for itself? The gimmick will come later. Oh, absolutely. And with Chris Lee, he has a morning pod- podcast every morning, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the power of positivity pretty much and just right. sending out good vibes every morning to people that tune in. And stuff like that really does mean a lot. Um, Very cool. To everybody, especially in Greensboro. And we uh, sure. we appreciate LeBron. Uh, he's probably busy <laughs> working hard because I know yes, that's uh, what he does. And yep, uh, you know, just want to let him know that we personally appreciate all his hard work and efforts in the city in the city of Greensboro for his uh, work with independent wrestling. It means a ton to everybody. Uh, and we and we certainly plan on rescheduling LeBron to get him on the show. You know, we he's somebody that we've had our eye on for a while. Uh, you know, that we wanted to get on the program, and uh, we will definitely have him on the program. That's that's not a. Uh, that's not just uh, blowing smoke out. That That's a guarantee. We will get him on this show. All right. Well, hey, uh, Bob and Laura, y'all have a great night. It's great to hear y'all's WrestleCade stories. I wasn't able to make it this year, but uh, hopefully we'll see both of you next year. Yes, sir. Thank thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Hey, you guys have a good night. All right, Joe. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. And there goes Jeff and getting in our... Our plug for Firestar, certainly appreciate that. Coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour, folks, we're going to have Ryan Taylor on from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Until then, Laura and I are, are just reminiscing on some on moments and, and, and people that that we had the opportunity to meet and, and, and talk with uh, during the uh, the weekend that was, WrestleCade, Queens of Combat, PWX, uh, just tremendous shows. The... Uh, the other thing that's a standout moment, Laura, was mm-hmm. uh, dinner for us. Oh, my. Where, <laughs> where we had the opportunity, Laura and myself and my son, had dinner with uh, Mr. Sleaze. Eric Thompson was with us. We had uh, Big Donnie, $5 wrestling heavyweight champion, and returning his triumphant return from England and the number one fastest-selling DVD in the United States today, The Power of the Freight Train, Freight Train joined us for dinner. And we had an absolute blast at dinner. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and I've got a Freight Train story to tell you guys because I can't, I cannot not tell it, but... Talk about dinner a little bit. Um, it was so fun because, and we've said this before, and 
you know, Jason Ford and I were talking as well. If you don't like freight train, you've got you need to re-examine yourself because this is one of the most honest and genuine people I've ever met in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And George Coles keeps telling me that you know the Cliff Compton show because you know freight freight train's kind of like uh, Cliff's Ed McMahon and. George is telling me that it's like the funniest thing he's ever seen legit. So I've got to see that. But um, here's a a funny story. Um, I had – Frank Train was sitting in the audience at PWX, and he was sitting on the end, the last row. And Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to him, and I said, you know, Train, do you want some water? Are you thirsty? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd like some water. So I went and got him some water. When I came back, there was Moose talking to him. And mm-hmm. Moose shook his hand and said, you know, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And Freight Train said, hi, I'm Freight Train. And, and Moose said, yeah, buddy, I know. I know who you are. And he introduced himself. And I'm Moose, you know, and I haven't been wrestling, you know, too long. <laughs> That's okay. You'll get better at it. <laughs> Yeah. I had to leave. I had to walk away because the look on Moose's face right. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. That was pretty entertaining. Oh. I see Laura that we've got a call on here that we're going to take. I believe this is LeBron Cozone calling back. We're going to get in a couple of okay, quick awesome. minutes with him and uh we're going to uh after we get done with the show, uh we will get him rescheduled for a full interview, but I believe this is him now. LeBron, is this you? It sure is. How, How are you, LeBron? I'm doing all right, man. Just working, busy. I I understand. I understand. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Uh, we had you scheduled for a full interview, and unfortunately, you know, for our conversation, you know, we've got another guest that's coming up and calling from the West Coast. But we wanted to give yeah. a, a couple quick minutes to you and uh, just been ask you what, what's been going on with LeBron Cozone. We just had somebody call in and say that you are the face of wrestling in Greensboro. Yeah, Melton oh, no. took you over good. <laughs> oh, Husky Rest is the man. Uh, that means a lot. Uh, speaking of Greensboro, uh, a real big event's going on going down this Sunday at the Boys and Girls Club um, Holiday Center, um, which is, you know, something that we've been building up for uh, going on three months now. So mm-hmm. a long time coming. Can't really, can't probably wait another day for it. So it's coming up this Sunday. And it's actually a free drive event. Um, you bring two cam goods and get your ticket half off. Uh, and that's being donated to the Salvation Army of Greensboro. Yeah, Jeff had Jeff had called in and, and, and talked about you for a minute and, and ran down the show for us. How, how let me uh while we got just a minute, how important LeBron is it for for shows like this and the importance of, of, of positive role models like yourself in wrestling in the Greensboro area? How important is that? You know, it's very important. Um, say, for instance, the kids that we sponsor at the show, you know, 
they don't have many role models. Uh, we sponsor, you know, kids that are in group homes and under foster care, and we give them free tickets to this event. And they come and they see people like Chris Lee and other guys that we bring in, and, you know, it's just something new. It's something different, and it's something that they don't normally see. And when they come see this, they're excited, you know. And, you know, right. it's really important for any situation where everybody has some kind of positive role model. Right. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things that we, you know, that I think that we're, you know, we we tend to, to drift into the negative and we forget about the positive and all the good that can actually come about from wrestling, whether or not it's a food drive or a toy drive or a, a, a benefit for uh, someone who perhaps is, is ill or, you know, a fundraiser for a school. So, you know, from all of us here, you know, hats off to what you guys do, uh, especially, you know, at this time of year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is not the first time we've done a food drive. Uh, we've done a food drive earlier this year. We actually donated uh, 222 pounds of canned goods to the Reefville Outreach Center, which they're really thankful for that. But I thought that was really amazing from everybody that came down to the fire start. Yeah. Well, like, you know, things like that. Okay. Well, like I said... Yeah, I think I think so. LeBron, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, your your phone faded out for a second. Like I said, unfortunately, we no, it's fine. Unfortunately, we are pressed for time, uh, but we will be in touch with you. I have, Laura will get a hold of you, and we will get a date to reschedule, and and have you on the show because we do have. I have a ton of questions for you. I know Laura does, but unfortunately, time just won't allow us to do it this evening. It's cool, man. I just want to plug this show. This Sunday, 4 o'clock, at the Boys and Girls Club, be there for Firestar Progression. Thank you so much for calling us back, LeBron. We we appreciate your time tonight. I know that you're busy. All right. Thanks, Thanks, LeBron. All right. You too. Thank you. You know, I'm telling you, they put on good shows. I went to a show where he was talking, you know, Jeff was talking about Joe Black beating uh, Cedric Alexander. I saw that match. That was a good match. Mm-hmm. Joe Black is he's the shit, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what, Laura, you go on and take over, and I'll be back in just a moment. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about some indie events. We're talking about CWF Mid-Atlantic Presents, and we'll talk a little bit about CWF during the PWX um Steph will talk about the Road to Battlecade 15, Saturday, December 6th from the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Kakalaki. 7.30 p.m. bell time scheduled to appear. The Brutes, Eric Roll, the Carolina Caveman Trevor Lee, Roy Wilkins, and more. You can find out more info by visiting www.cwf247.com. Shine Wrestling presents Love Shine Wrestling. Um, Friday, December 5th from the Orpheum, Laura, in Ybor City, Florida. 9 p.m. bell time, available on www.wwnlive.com. I'm going to be watching that myself. Scheduled to appear. Previous show guests, Amanda Rodriguez, Crazy Mary Dobson, The Kimber Bombs, Mia Yim, Nevaeh. I'll tell you what, Nevaeh can go. And many more. You can find out more information by visiting www.shinewrestling.com. 
And I'd like to talk about a couple more um, things that were um, standout moments uh, for me. Um, What was it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> what, what what happened? <laughs> You've lost I'm your sorry. train of thought, haven't you? <laughs> You're sitting there. I, da, 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 da. Uh, I don't have time for Brian Kanabruski right now. <laughs> Folks, uh, standing by on the line with us, we want to bring him on without any further ado because his time is, is as valuable as anybody else's that I know of in, in the wrestling business. Joining us right now, folks, from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, we're proud to have on the show uh, Mr. Ryan Taylor. Ryan, can you hear me, sir? Hi. Yes, I can hear you just fine. Good. Ryan, uh, certainly want to thank you for being with us tonight. We certainly appreciate your time this evening. Oh, thank you very much. It's a uh, pleasure to be with you guys. I'll be out there on the East Coast coming from the West. <laughs> I hear you. On the uh, on the other end of the line with us is the other co-host of the show, Laura. Laura, do you want to say hello to Ryan? Hi, how's it going? How are you? I'm doing well. Love the T-shirt. Thank you very much. Love the autograph as well. I work hard for that signature. It's quite pretty, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's very pretty. <laughs> Not like you. Oh, oh Lord, here it starts already. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ryan, uh, who do you think the average indie wrestling fan is today? I mean, you know, we talk a lot about demographics and things like that. Who do you think the average fan is today? Uh, the average indie wrestling fan, I think, is still guys that were uh, fans of wrestling from the 90s and, you know, the early 90s, late 90s, guys that kind of remember wrestling from when it had its high point. They're still kind of, they drift away from the WWE style that is today naturally is because it's kind of geared more towards kids, not towards them but they still love wrestling and they want wrestling in their life. Therefore, they turn to indie wrestling because indie wrestling is now geared more towards, you know, an educated fan. It's also geared more towards, you know, a mature fan. Indie wrestling is not so much geared towards children anymore. There are still companies out there like that. But, I mean, you're going to find more the majority of it, the more successful of it, is going to be more geared towards the guys who have been a fan of wrestling since they were two years old back there in the 80s with Hogan and Warrior. Now... I usually watch tape on our guests, but I, I didn't have to do that with you because I've been watching uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on MAV TV for almost two years now. And your oh, last uh, thank you. Oh, no, no problem. And actually, I came across it by accident. My wife recorded it. She was up late one night and recorded it and said, I recorded a wrestling show. I've never seen it before. You might want to look at it. And the rest is history. Uh, but I've been watching watching for some time. Now, your last set of matches with Joey Ryan were just phenomenal. Uh, and, and Laura and I actually got to see Joey and, and Candice LeRae this past weekend working shows here on the East Coast. What is it like working with a guy like Joey Ryan? And Joey would be a guy I've actually known for a long time wrestling. I've probably met him back in like 2004, 2005. You know, I was still just starting on my first year, and he was still just trying to figure out who he was in wrestling realistically, too. He wasn't even the sleazy character he was yet. He was wearing a Jedi robe, for God's sakes. So, <laughs> but, yeah, you, you ever ask Joey Ryan about Joey's shadows? Ask him about Joey's shadows. I'll tell you all about uh, But I'm going to. So pretty, okay. much, pretty much, 
mean Joey going at it like that. What means the most to me is that when I remember when I first started looking at Joey, he was a guy who was already established in the SoCal area because of Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And I always thought, like, man, this guy is kind of like the top guy around here. To be able to, you know, hang with him would be a pretty cool thing. And they were doing those matches. I mean, I'm no, I'm not ashamed of who I am in the ring. I can out-wrestle Joey any day of the week. And I proved that every time they're on TV in those matches we were doing, left and right, you know. I'm pretty right. proud of the condition I put my body in, the matches I can display. And the best thing about it wasn't, you know, me out-wrestling Joey every week that we were doing it. The best part about it actually was the fact that I was able to be in there with Joey, a guy who I've known for so long, on TV, putting on these matches, showcasing just what kind of talent we have out here in the West. You know, and that, and that's one of the things that, that we've tried to stress on this program because obviously being on the East Coast and in the South, you know, we get, we get a lot of our lion's share, so to speak, of, of wrestling from this, this area of the country. But we've made a conscious effort to try to focus on West Coast wrestling because, like what you said, there is a lot of phenomenal talent that, on, that is on the West Coast do you do you have the general feeling that a lot of times it, it, just because of geography that it's getting overlooked, or what what, what is well, it? We always make uh, the the uh, analogies like this. Like the West Coast is kind of like an island from uh, indie wrestling. Like when you come to that indie wrestling world, a big part of it is all throughout like the Midwest and the East Coast, and the West Coast is kind of like this island for it. There's a lot of guys out here that do it, but there's not much you know as far as, like, top-name promotion-wise. Uh, for example, you're going to have Pro Wrestling Gorilla. One thing that makes Pro Wrestling Gorilla so big is the fact that it's able to, you know, draw the wrestlers from the East Coast to its company, making it much more unusual. Even though Dragon Gate USA and ROH are using the exact same guys, PWG is going to get bigger hype when they use them just because they're a different company on the West Coast in an area where they aren't normally seen. So as far as us West Coast actual guys, us local guys, we're really driven as far as, you know, efforts and our work rate goes. I mean, a lot of great guys are going out of here, like guys you'll see in New Japan right now tearing it up. Uh, the Young Bucks, you know, Alex Kozlov, Rocky Romero, all came, you know, from the West Coast. Uh, Chad Allegra or Charles Anderson, he came out here to the West Coast to try and get his craft better, and then he went straight to New Japan after that. So you'll look at other guys like Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson, CM Punk all came out here to the West Coast to the Noki Dojo to try and hone their craft better. So, you know, a big gateway out here to do bigger and better things. But as the years have gone by, they've kind of lost that, that uh, I guess you'd say that door to the bigger and better things part. And it's just kind of become a ground of guys who are either, A, really freaking good at what they're doing and are ready for something big, or just have no uh, leadership in what they're doing and aren't being led in the right direction because there's no one around to teach them. So you're either going to be really, really solid and just nowhere to go, or there's just no hope for you at all out here, really. I know that you had mentioned PWG, and they're one of the few promotions, if not the only promotion that we know of, that can put a show on like Mystery Vortex and not release the card, and yet it will sell out hanging from the rafters. So that has a lot to lot to say <laughs> about them. Um, as of the last airing of, of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood that I watched, you were the current MAV TV champion. Uh, yeah. What's, what's it like knowing the entire locker room, the young guys that are starting to come up want a shot at you and that belt. They want to get their spot. Um, I actually, you know, when it comes to the locker room, that's it. Uh, how can I say this without, without causing too much controversy for anyone listening? 
Uh, Controversy creates cash. It does, but I'm still a respectful guy. I don't know. Um, Pretty much it's like this. I believe that a lot of guys try for things too soon, and there's not too many guys in wrestling that really know what it's like to really work so hard for something and have to earn it. I've been doing this stuff for 10 years now. I've had to work for everything I've had to get, and I've gotten a lot out of it, but I'm still not fulfilled as far as what I have to get going. So when it comes to the other guys I have growing up and that are just coming up now in this, a lot of them are wanting those shots. You know, they want their, they want their pushes. They want their spot at the top. They want to get their matches on TV. They complain when they don't have a match on TV every week. And they don't understand is these guys are also, they've been wrestling two years or less, and they aren't wrestling out there at every promotion. They're kind of making themselves on one area or another, hoping that's going to be enough for them. So they're yeah. hoping that they can, they, a lot of guys just seem to hope and pray that uh, with as little experience as possible they can get by. When the reality of it is, I always seem that, uh, you get the most experience you can, be a sponge, and you learn from every single one around you, everything around you, and you just wait for that day when you're, everyone looks at you and goes, you know what, this guy's got all the tools he needs correctly. This is the guy you put in those matches weekly every main event. This is the guy you use. This is the guy who's ready. Because a lot of those guys who they aren't ready, they get put in the weekly matches. I mean, they're going to see holes in it. You're going to see work rates being sloppy. You're going to see a lot of guys dropping left and right just because, you know, they can't do this properly or do that properly. And it just becomes very sloppy work overall, and it's just not something you want to have around you. So my main thing of all the young guys that come in is don't fight for your spot so much. Morally, just try and fight for the experience anywhere and everywhere. Like, if it's not going to be in a place on TV, like Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, that's fine. It's a TV show. You understand that there's kind of steps you take to building up to that. I had to work, you know, local flea market shows and street shows, things that were just, you know, 30 kids in the crowd with their parents who were just, you know, doing other things for so many years trying to just get experience from guys. So right. it's a, it, it's all about a learning process, but it's one that's very needed to become actually a good wrestler. Very cool. Well, speaking of learning, um, you were talking about, you know, machine gun Carl Anderson coming and, you know, learning his, you know, learning some things at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and going on to uh, Japan. What was your wrestling experience like or your total experience like when you went to Japan? Oh, Japan. That was back in 2009. And it actually was a really, really cool trip because it kind of fell into my lap. Wrestling is kind of all about, like, right place, right time. Like, you can be as good of a wrestler as you want, but if you're not at the right place at the right time, you're not really going to get the shots you need. And a lot of it's just luck, honestly. I like getting those big shots are luck, and the Japan trip was just luck for me. I happened to uh, be at the right place at the right time with a referee from WWE uh, who was very impressed with my work and talked to Funaki, who talked to Sakamichinoku, who then opened up his doors to the Kainta Dojo and said, you can come hang out with us for the next three months if you want to. And, I mean, you're not going to say no to that. So... You know, exactly. through a connection, through a connection I had made with Kaintai Dojo, uh, they, you know, took me out there. They flew me out there. Actually, it was just—I mean, I didn't have the money for a flight. I was—I like, can't do this. So the referee worked out a deal with them, and they actually—I was able to go out there at no cost. And I mean, you live for free. You work. You get paid to work. You just train. It's, it's a pretty awesome trip. I got to travel all around the country. Uh, a lot of really awesome experiences. One you're probably not going to forget, and one I hope to still do again. You know, I've kept in contact with like Taka and a lot of the guys from the dojo. 
Uh, and there's a lot of really big guys that actually are now in their dojo that are either in all Japan or over in DET. So Kaintai Dojo is just filled with, like, great workers. And that's one of those things about a promotion like that. It's like it's a smaller promotion. And a lot of those guys, they know it's, you know, not the biggest one in the, you know, the country. But they still work hard every week and they still train hard every week. And they're ready for their time when it comes to them. They aren't, you know, out there trying to leave Taka just to go get a shot at all Japan and be rejected away. They know when it's ready, it'll happen, and their time to come in. So a lot of very humble workers with a lot of talent and just a great learning experience, something that I think any wrestler who wants to be successful in this business needs to try and do. Wow. I've heard some stories, you know, wrestlers talking about how, you know, everybody who, you know, is a wrestler needs to spend some time in Japan, and that just sounds like, a dream for a wrestler to go over there and you get, you get paid work, you get to live there for free. But the question is, did you get a jacket? The Ribera jacket, you mean, right? Yes. Yes, uh, did you get one of those? I actually have a funny story about the Ribera jacket. So, okay. Uh, in, my, in my final month there, they were asking me, like, you know, what do you want to do outside of wrestling or going to places out here? Like, what's the one thing you want to do? We'd already gone to, like, a million baseball games, like Tokyo Dome and, like, the Shiba Marines and whatnot. And so I don't know, we'd traveled and done a lot of cool stuff, but they hadn't gotten that jacket. And so I told them, hey, I want to go to this place, the Ribera Steakhouse. And I was talking to this guy, Quiet Storm, who now wrestles for uh, Noah, actually. Quiet Storm, he's now in that kind of thing. But uh, he was there in Kaintai with me, and he was kind of like my, you know, my liaison, because he was really transferring a lot of the, the language barriers to me, helping me out with the culture and learning everything. He was really, really helpful to me out there. But uh, I told him, hey, I want to go to that place, you know, if you can let them know, like, that'd be really cool. And they had uh, this one, you know, super fan of the dojo came, and he picked uh, me and this other wrestler up, and he took us out there, and he, you know, he took care of, usually, like, they have fans who, like, pay for your dinners and whatnot, they just hang out with you guys, right. that's what he did. You know, he paid for the meal, took us out, and me and the other wrestler went out there, and, you know, I saw the Ribera Steakhouse place, and all the pictures all over the wall, and the jacket's hanging up, and I was really impressed. And I'm waiting for that jacket, and we order our steaks, and they get, like, a second round of steaks, and they really get steaks. But I'm kind of still waiting for that jacket. Like, the whole time, I don't care about this food, even though it's guy. I'm just waiting for that damn jacket. And so after it's done, the guy pays, like, the, you know, the guy, and then he stands up, and the rest of like, all right, we go. And I'm kind of sitting there. I'm looking at them. I'm like, you know, okay. Like, I'm starting walking up. I'm like, are they going to, like, burst out of my closet and just hand me a jacket at some point? Like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> like... And then we step outside the place, and I stop, and I'm like, hold on, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the jacket? Like, I'm pointing back at the place, telling the Japanese guy, you know, uh, Hijoyuni. I'm like, what about the jacket? And he's like, looking at the place, and he looks back at me, and he goes, I don't know. And he keeps walking. <laughs> and I was just kind of dumbfounded, like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> and I went back to the Rojo, and I asked Quiet Storm. I said, hey, man, I kind of just wanted the jacket. Like, what happened back there? And he said, oh, what it was was, see, to us, it's a big deal. But to them, they kind of don't really care. So he probably had no idea what you were talking about because you wanted the jacket, but he wanted the steaks. So he thought you wanted <laughs> to go there just for the steak. And I was just doing my hands up like, son of a bitch. He said, you never do it again. Go with Taka. Taka knows you want the jacket. He'll get you the jacket. Yeah, I know. So I went, I went to Rivera Steakhouse, and the guy thought I wanted the steaks. Not the jacket. <laughs> there you go. That's a bummer. I was quite 
peas, oh. but at the same time, I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you're, you know, you're in Japan. You know, a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Hey, you know, it's all yeah, good. It was, <laughs> it was a really cool trip all around. I mean, a lot of great things out of it regardless. So, you know, a lot of really awesome just memories. I'm probably not going to forget, you know, even when you're old, you're going to be talking about that time you went to Japan, lived there for three months. So it's a pretty cool yeah. time. Well, you mentioned, you know, your connection in WWE helped you get to Japan. Uh, tell us about uh, you working with WWE a little bit. I've done uh, a lot of work with them, all basically independent contracting type stuff, though, um, as far as my and their stuff goes. There's always been, you know, like Regal's always been really high at my work, and every time I've been there, he's remembered me, which is very, you know, nice to his credit, either he's, Either he doesn't and he's just acting like he does or he actually does. I don't know. Either way, it's very nice of him to always, you know, appeal. So and he's always given me very good praise. And he actually gave me Brian Dixon's number for uh, I'll Start Wrestling in Europe one time because he was trying to you know, help me get out there. Um, I ended up not being able to go. I had ties back here I couldn't take – I had to take care of. I wasn't able to, you know, make that trip, unfortunately. But I've done a lot of, I guess you'd say, uh, commercial work. Like, have you ever seen those sci-fi – like SmackDown going to sci-fi commercials? You're going to see, like, me, yeah. Joey Ryan, Scorpio Sky, and Johnny Yuma, and Johnny Goodtime. We're all in those commercials. Basically, we're the guys taking the stuff. Like, have you ever watched the ones with uh, Kofi Kingston, like, where he's doing the yeah. Trouble in Paradise kick? Yeah, I'm the guy he's knocking out every time. So, <laughs> oh. Or if you have, yeah, they made, they made like, a Don't Try It at Home video with Kofi Kingston. I think they used that clip for that, too. And we had to take that clip, like, seven times or whatever, and he kept kicking me in the face every time because they didn't want me to put my hand up. And I get telling him, like, you realize this guy actually kicks pretty hard, right? Like, you don't want me to put my hands up, but he's just kicking me in the freaking face every single time. <laughs> so, but they wanted the close-up shot for the TV, so they kept saying, no, no, don't put the hand up, don't put the hand up. And when you know it, when it came time for TV, they used the faraway shot. <laughs> Man. Um. So, Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered who those guys were because, you know, you see them all the time. And I thought, well, maybe they're just, you know, other WWE stars. But, wow, that's that's a pretty yeah, impressive was, list of people. There, yeah, it was, yeah, it was me, Scorpio Sky, Joey Ryan, uh, Johnny Yuma, Johnny Goodtime. We all got to go out there and we did a couple of different uh, sets of commercials for them, actually, a couple of different times. And they always took care of us really cool. And it was, you know, they gave us, like, you know, nice catering and everything for it and paid us very well for it, for our time. And, I mean, it was all just a really cool experience. I mean, one of the best things I think I've done with WWE was I'm a big Kings fan, the LA Kings. I'm a really big LA Kings fan. And the LA Kings played mm-hmm. at the Staples Center out here. And uh, I actually got to wrestle in Staples Center for ECW against uh, Alex Kozlov, Vladimir Kozlov, that's his name, yeah, against Vladimir Kozlov oh, wow. at ECW. At the Stable Center, and so for me it was a big thing. It's like not only are you wrestling for WWE on live TV, I'm also where the this is where the Kings play, like this is their home, and I'm here in the middle of the arena doing this performance where they play their hockey. So it's a really cool thing for my fandom at heart, you know. Well, heck yeah, that is pretty dang cool. <laughs> um, speaking of cool, uh, I would think it would be really cool. Uh, to have won the Percy Pringle Cup the year that you did. And what did it mean to you to win that? Uh, remember I was at a 
I was at a pro wrestling gorilla show, and Angelo Trinidad, we were talking about, you know, future plans there in Hollywood. And one thing he had told me was he said, yeah, like, we're having this Percy Pringle Cup going on. And, you know, it's going to be basically Percy Pringle is going to be putting his name and his stamp on this thing. He's told us he hasn't done it before, but he wants to do one, and he wants to be with us. I remember thinking in my head, like, man, it's going to be really kind of cool thing to be with. So, you know, hopefully they put me in there. And then they put me in there, and then I ended up going over on Sean Rickers, who was Percy Pringle's golden boy, which just made it all the press for it in my mind because working, you know, with Percy Pringle alone would be something you always want to do from being a little kid, watching Undertaker wrestle Undertaker at their uh, SummerSlam. So you had to actually work with Percy Pringle in his tournament and win his coveted urn or his cup, whatever they want to call it. Like, that was a pretty cool little thing just to kind of remember it by. And then when he ended up passing away, actually, um, I had his cup at my house. I always kept it on, like, this little mantle and put my wrestling gear there to hang out to dry around the area. I had Percy Pringle's urn up sitting there, and I'm sure he has multiple ones of them. I'm sure it's not the only urn that he had, but it was still an urn that, you know, he had that he gave us for this thing. And I just thought it was kind of a really cool memento about the fact that, you know what, like, this guy's gone. This is a guy that we all kind of grew up looking at, and there's very few people that can ever say they actually have one of these things given from him, let alone they won a tournament, tournament with his name on it, and this is from that. So, you know, the brand for it kind of went pretty cool. And it was a really on, big honor to be the uh, first winner for it. I hope Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, you know, they just kind of keep honoring his tradition in some way or another from the years on going forward, too. Well, did you have a lot of dealings with Percy uh, before he passed away? Yeah, after we did that match, he was a really big fan of, like, me and Sean Rickers working together. Like, he wouldn't stop talking about it backstage, how much he loved our match we had. And then we did our last man standing match, and he was just going on and on and on about how much he really loved, like, our last man standing match we did, which was the second match we ended. And he was, like, you know, just praising everybody and uh, getting copies of that match and just saying how he's like, oh, you know, he wants to show everyone, like, what's, what, what these two guys can do and what this company can do. And it was such a big honor to get a praise from a guy like that. This is a guy that's been, you know, at the top of the ladder. He's seen what it's, you know, really like their main event WrestleMania style, like through, you know, being ringside for Undertaker, you know, with top angles in wrestling. And for him to give, you know, a guy like, you know, a local guy like me praise like that, it's one of those things that wrestling's got a lot of dark moments that you kind of really lose your momentum, you kind of lose your thought, you kind of lose your... I don't know, willingness to want to do this much anymore. You just kind of just get burned down on it. And then you just kind of think back at times like that when you just really go, this is one of the reasons that you keep doing it. Because when a guy, you you know, has been all around, has the name that he has built up like that, and he wants to give you that kind of a praise, that means you're doing something right. Well, that is a really great story, and you're right, because, you know, wrestling can be kind of dark at times, but, you know... Even though you know Percy's character was dark, it, it, I I still enjoyed seeing him. And you know Bob and I will tell our age a little bit here. We actually remember watching him as Percy Pringle <laughs> in world class mm-hmm. managing people like Rick Rude. 
but uh, that is such a great story. I think that is one of the. I know we've talked to a lot of people over the year, but that has to be one of my favorite stories that I've heard. Uh, we've asked some people about Percy in the past. It has to be my favorite story or my favorite take on Percy. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And going from, you know, kind of a serious thing like that, I want to ask you, well, this is a serious question, too, and I want your honest answer. Do you think Peter Avalon is pretty? Do I think Peter Avalon is pretty? Um, you ever seen uh, Beaker from the Muppets? That's kind of what Peter (laughs) Avalon looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And so who's Bones and Honeydew? Oh, Lord. I think that's the best answer ever. (laughs) That's priceless. Um... Do you have any good Stu Stone stories? Stu Stone. Let me think of Stu Stone stories. I don't have very many Stu Stone stories. I mean, Stu Stone's a guy that, you know, his on-screen character has kind of been what it needs to be where we need it. You know, he's always been a fill, you know, that he fills the voids that we need him to fill. But he's been a great asset to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood behind the scenes as well because he's one of those guys that kind of stands there with the camera when guys are doing their promos and helps give direction. You know, he's done a lot of work with, like, Jamie Kennedy, and he, he has a lot of, like, TV experience and whatnot. So, and he does great promos as well. Like, he's a great talker. So, but he really puts a lot of time into helping guys, like, with their promos, with their talks, and just kind of helping give them direction and feedback. And he's been the guy that's actually helped me develop my Ryan Taylor character in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood a lot. to being, you know, just this, going from being the, you know, the athletic, uh, fan-loving, you know, guy that I was to now being the kind of really crazed uh, social task that he's become. And it just goes through so many different levels and character changes. And it's been a lot of, like, Stu Stone and even Rob Doblin, too, like, hanging out there with me, helping me a lot, like, right by my side, trying to just, you know, tell me the key things that they think are really working and to focus on those and to redo that tape, but really do that again. Like, they have a lot of input and a lot of great praise for good things and a good eye for, you know, the good and bad. And they're not afraid to tell you when they think something, hey, that just, that, that was, it wasn't what we need. Like, we need you to do that again. Like, that wasn't it. And they'll tell you, you know, flat out, and they say, hey, that, that, that worked really well. Like, focus on that more. Kind of lose the other stuff, but just focus on this one part. And, you know, like, their 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 inputs, that's really, really helpful. And not even to me, but to all the guys in the back. Like, they help every single guy with their, you know, promos and their talks and their characters. And it's something that's really heavily needed on, you know, TV programs. Can it be about all the wrestling all the time? And that that kind of that kind of segues in, into my next question. Did, did Stu have input on this, or where did this come from, the idea uh, and part of your, your character, the, the, the crying – Ryan Taylor gimmick and into it. Did he have input on that, or where did that come from? That probably just came about because it's me. Um, I've always kind of been that way when I was a heel in wrestling, but then Mm -hmm. I've more notably been a face on a more widestream basis because I'm much more athletically talented, you know, than a lot of guys are in the ring. So usually if you can out-wrestle somebody, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the good guy in the match. You're not gonna be the bad guy because the bad guys are the ones that can't out wrestle you. Usually, there are you know a lot of variations to that nowadays. But on a more wide stream basis, I've always usually been a face. But now that I'm actually being a heel 
uh, more so. And it doesn't have to be a tough guy heel. There are a lot of just too many tough guy heels, you know. It's kind of nice to have both sides, but you can be a tough guy, you know, at face value and when you're in control. But the second you lose control, you know, you're just this insane sociopath that has no control of his emotions in his mind and whatnot. And being a character like that is kind of something that just naturally I can pull off. Maybe I'm a little crazy in the head. I have no idea. You can tell me. But again, I guess in order to be able to pull off a character like that, pretty convincingly, you can't be too sane after all, can you? So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that just came from me. I've kind of always been able to do that, been able to control those emotions of mine, the crying emotion. I've always kind of been able to control my, you know, my intensity levels and make them flux and very like that. And I think that's a very key point of what I try and get across, aside from the fact that my wrestling, yeah, I try and put a lot of emphasis into that, but also the fact that I think, you know, there's different levels of intensity. There's in, there's there's your physical intensity and then there's your emotional intensity. And being able to show both of those, I think, is what is going to make my character very unique. Ryan, do you get to watch or take time to watch other matches that are on a card, whether it's a, a championship wrestling from Hollywood or wherever you may be at? And if so, what is it that you're looking for when, you, when you're watching matches? Live matches, you mean? Like matches there yeah, at the show yeah. going on? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, yeah, I definitely do take time and try and watch the matches I see. Um, usually, honestly, it's the younger guys that I think have potential of trying watchers. If I see somebody I think, you know, might be doing something good, I want to see what their matches are like because more times than not, they always have holes. And, you know, you just want to give them like a little bit of an ear, like, hey, man, you're doing really well. Everyone knows you're doing well. But for a guy that, you know, has an eye for certain things, here are the holes I see. And some guys don't like to don't like to hear it, and some guys do. And I just kind of take that as you do. But uh, I don't really watch that many matches, I guess you'd say, on a wrestling show when it comes to, I don't know, I've, I've seen a million wrestling matches over the years. I've been doing this for so long. It's kind of like blends in at this point for me. I mean, I've studied my fair share of matches hourlessly, like, before to try and get better. I would just do nothing but, you know, watch wrestling. And not like wrestling like, you know, your fan base wrestling, but, like, just watch I don't know, old European tapes or, um, you know, Japanese stuff, even, you know, just old luchador stuff, just trying to get a style variance of everything that happens in the world, just to be able to be one of those guys that has a total grasp of everything there is that comes with the name professional wrestling. So I may not be able to tell you probably all the names of every guy. I'm not really a fan like that, but I can definitely tell you when it comes to your style and how the work rate goes. Um the holes you may have, if any, or, you know, how good you can really be. I think I have a really good eye for that thing. I've got a really good mind for wrestling and one that's very unique with it. And that's kind of one of the uh, things I bring to the table. Do you, Ryan, get a chance to watch uh, any televised product like the WWE or Ring of Honor? I don't get a chance to watch any Ring of Honor. I used to watch, like, uh, things, as I say, like on YouTube or whatnot, for like Brian Danielson matches um, mm-hmm. or Alex Shelley matches. I used to really watch those guys a lot from Ring of Honor to try and just get a grasp of what the top of tier of the indie level looks like and how they work and how to exactly mold myself into that and to try and, you know, perform that way as I would be in the ring, you know. Um, as far as watching it today, though, because today Ring of Honor is guys like Adam Cole and Michael Elgin, 
or Elgin or however you pronounce it. Uh, and those are guys, you know, that, I mean, I've seen, I've seen them plenty. I've seen them plenty of gorilla. I've worked on many cards with them. And to me, you know, they have, they put, they all put on really great matches, but I don't get a chance much to watch their current product. And I have not watched WWE in quite a few years, actually. Nothing against them, not that I haven't. It's just, I don't really watch much wrestling, actually. I've kind of gotten to the point where I just kind of wrestle and I train myself. I do my, I do wrestling my way, but I don't really watch and absorb much of it as a fan anymore. It's kind of been really past that for a long time. Fair enough. Uh, because we live in a, in a social media age, how do you feel about fans that are constantly blasting the wrestling product now on social media? Everyone has an opinion. Everyone's going to have an opinion. It's not going to stop. I mean, that's kind of what social media is about, isn't it? That you're able to take your thoughts and what you think about what you're doing exactly or what you've seen and say your own free will. So, I mean, not everybody's going to be happy with what you do. But as, you know, a lot of guys have said, uh, you just kind of got to learn to be happy with your own thing and not worry about what everyone else is happy about. I think it was Ricky Reyes, actually, who uh, first told me this when I was really, really green. And, like, social media wasn't even a big thing at that point. It was just, like, the the fan forums. But there's one called SoCal Uncensored. And, like, a lot of, like, you know, the SoCal indie scene was being reported onto there. And this one guy, we're at training one day, and this guy goes, man, like, yeah, the guys from SoCal Uncensored have already, you know, shit on me and everything on the boards. And Ricky Reyes, who's running training at that time, just kind of stops class and looks at him, and he tells him, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say, and I'm going to tell everybody in line this right now. If you're here to impress a bunch of Internet fans, that's the only reason you're here, then you're doing this for the wrong reason. Hmm. And that kind of always stuck with me because what his point is being is if the only reason you're doing this is to impress like um, fans and make people like you, then that's the wrong reason. You're doing this because you want to impress uh, promoters. You want to impress, you know, the guys would be a power who would be looking at something, for example, that knows what they're talking about. You want to impress maybe yourself, just to show yourself you can accomplish this. You know, you don't just take all of the, you know, the feedback that you're hearing and accept that for face value. You take that and go, okay, well, this is their opinion, and I can easily change that or I can sit with it. But I'm not going to let it, you know, affect me. I'm not going to let that change my happiness. Because the second you start letting it change your own happiness, you just become a really negative person. And I've tried to really be a pretty positive guy in wrestling, a pretty, you know, happy guy with wrestling. You know, there's, a lot of, there's always going to be a lot of people criticizing you in one way or another. It's not going to make everyone happy ever, ever. So you just kind of got to learn that and accept that and realize that you want everyone to speak their mind. You want everyone to say what they think because sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong and sometimes it's things you don't want to hear and sometimes it's things that they have no idea what they're talking about. You just got to learn to decipher through it and keep going on as best as you can, and one day you get where you're going. That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. You talked about a level of happiness. What is it that uh, Ryan Taylor likes to do in his downtime to relax? <laughs> Play with my dogs. Uh, I got four dogs. Uh, watch Kings games, Rams games. You know, I'm a big sports fan. Um, actually, I get relaxed through physical fitness, so I like you know, just you normal know, uh, stretching out, doing yoga, or even just exercising, uh, whatever it may be. I'm pretty big in, you know, just your own physical body and trying to fine-tune that instrument as best as you can. 
you know, it's the greatest thing you've been given, so you got to make the most of it while you have it and spoke full compatibility. So, uh, aside from fitness and my dogs, really, though, it's pretty much maybe Netflix. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I, can have, I like Netflix. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, we, we'd certainly like to thank you for, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. Do you have some upcoming upcoming events uh, if fans want to see Ryan Taylor out in action, where can they see you at? Well, of course, you can catch me on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood uh, weekly, actually, as we do have our weekly TV show on Mav TV and KDOC. So you can always catch me on there. Uh, you can probably find it online. If you if it comes on too late in your area, don't be afraid to DVR it. So I do. I DVR it every week and watch it, you know, Sunday or Monday. It's kind of cool to watch it up on TV. But, hey, you guys, feel free to check it out. See if you like it, let me know. I mean, I'm on Twitter, at Ryan Taylors. Let me know what you think. If you ever, ever watch it? Aside from that, uh, I think my next show coming up is going to be this Sunday, uh, TV taping for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And also I have one for a local company out in California, uh, in Covina. It's going to be uh, the Empire Wrestling Federation, a place where I actually started with. I kind of stay there to help, you know, train the guys and help them out to learn and grow. So, That'll be the next place I'll be at this Friday. If folks want to find uh, Ryan Taylor merchandise, how can they do that? Um, it's probably going to be with Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, I'm actually getting this a nice thing going with them. I've been meaning to for a while, but I just haven't ever fully completed it. But uh, mm-hmm. through Mike uh, McGoughlin, one of the former ROH refs, I'm actually getting one uh, going on there pretty soon. So I would just go ahead and say before wrestling tees, or you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Taylor. I'll be sure to be on there as well. We have some pretty sweet new vermin shirts that Johnny you had just created coming out. So everyone should be sure to grab that. And the last thing that, that we ask all of our guests to do, if you'd be so inclined, we'd ask you to record a little bump for us. If you could, if you could say something like, this is Ryan Taylor, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. It'd be great, and you could go whenever you'd like. Sure. This is Ryan Taylor from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Ryan, thank you so much for uh, for being with us tonight, man. We really appreciate your time. We had We had a really good time, very informative. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it as well. Thanks for having me on here, guys. And be- Before you go, Ryan, I do have something from Pretty Peter Avalon from Twitter. Oh. He oh, says boy. that he and his beaker face are going to beat you up on December 20th for at Bartos slash at PWB Wrestling. It's going to be the P-Prey, hashtag P-Prey versus hashtag Empire. P-Prey. Yeah. P-Prey. Sorry about that. Um, I'm going to call him P-Prey from now on. That's amazing. (laughs) You should. Oh, gosh, what have I started? Uh, Sorry. Uh, Versus uh, versus hashtag Fallen Empire, hashtag AWS versus Hashtag EWF. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. A battle, yeah, a battle for the ages. <laughs> Brian, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. All right, have a good night. Take care. See you later. Bye. Now, how did I say that wrong? I don't know. Did you say P P pray? 
That's what you said. You said pee pray. What? Yeah. What are you supposed Instead to say? Pee pee ray all day. Oh. <laughs> you said you said pee pray. I did. <laughs> I don't know. Can't be any worse than some of the stuff Sorry, that came out Peter. of my mouth. Ah. It'll be fine. Like I said, it can't it can't be any worse than 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 some of the stuff that's come out of my mouth. Oh, at any rate, Bob. How, how cool was it to have Ryan Taylor on the show? Oh, I'm so a fan. I mean, I was before, but I certainly am now. Especially that Percy Pringle story. That was awesome. Yeah, and you and you know you you had mentioned that we've we've had the opportunity to to speak with. Uh, uh, several of the talents that are at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and inevitably, uh, Percy Pringle's name comes up uh, because he had such an influence there. I mean, worked with Sean Rickers, who, who later on went to the WWE and, and hence was released, uh, but had a lot of creative input and helped a lot of guys out. I mean, I, I can't say it any better than what Ryan said. I mean, this was a guy that was at the pinnacle, you know, at ringside, involved in main events, you know, in, in some of the biggest biggest shows ever. And to be able to have that right there, you know, who, who, you'd be a moron not to take advantage of of, of that in, in your career. To him. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean if, you know, he was, it's funny because you can tell, how you grew up watching wrestling because he's talking about Paul Bear, and right. yeah, I, that's part of it too. But for me, it was seeing him in World Class Championship Wrestling with Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I first saw him, and and just being you know a general nuisance at ringside because that's what managers are supposed to be. Right, they're supposed to be nuisances and get in your face and. Um, you know, make you hate them or, or love them, depending on, you know, what role they're playing. Uh, real quick, I had tweeted out uh, to um, <laughs> to Corey Hollis and Adam Page. Uh, I had yeah. tweeted, worst case scenario, the best, at Adam Page, at Corey Hollis, at Trevor Lee. The Bubbas are coming for you. And Adam Page responded, reading this made me sick. So I wrote back, you probably ate a bad biscuit, because he's a biscuit enthusiast, in case you guys didn't know that. But. <laughs> oh, that damn country jack. Oh, I'll tell you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, he yeah, said, I mean, you know, Ryan, Ryan Taylor said something that really stood out to me, and you're going to have to follow me on this, because that this is something okay. that that I wanted, you know, that, that's been on my mind since the entire WrestleCade weekend, being walk, walking in through and seeing legends, seeing stars of, of yesterday, seeing stars of today, and, and seeing stars of tomorrow. Ryan mentioned something that was very important. You know, he talked about wrestling having its dark places and that if you let other people take away your happiness and if you can't be happy, then, you know, it's easy to fall into that into that negative. And what I would say to a lot of the people that I, that I saw, that uh, especially a lot of the younger talent that's there or that was there, whether it be at WrestleCade or whether it be at Queens of Combat or whether it be at PWXs, is that, you know, those days that you've been on the road or 
this is the umpteenth show and you're getting up to get in your car or you're checking into your hotel and the line is long or you're sitting in your room after the show and you're wondering in your mind whether or not, you know, this is really all worth it, you know, so on and so forth. I would ask you to look out to the fans that were in attendance at that show uh, at WrestleCade, at events like PWX, at Queens of Combat. Look on social media at the number of positive posts about pictures being taken and taking time out to say hello to a fan. Look at those and think about that because that's what I think about. You know, I see see such see such great talent there that's just waiting. And then I looked at some of the legends that have been doing this and it just seemed like a grind to them. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, like Greg Valentine is a prime example. I mean, you go I, that's why I didn't go up to him because he has this look on his face that, you know, yeah. Don't I know exactly I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking. Um, do you have a caller calling in? Yeah, I was just I just turned around here to I was taking writing something down and I was doing my stuff, Laura. I can't keep an eye on everything all at the same time. I'm I'm without my assistant tonight. Let's see who this is. Seven oh four you're on with live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Hey Bob. Hey Laura, it's the Tommy Thomas. Hey Tommy. Tommy. Hey guys. Um I just wanted to call and say thank both of you so, so, so much for coming out not only this weekend but for helping us join the streamer party. Of course. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you guys are you guys are so amazing and like myself, Ethan and Eli all and Tessa all genuinely genuinely love and thank you guys so much for everything you've done for us. Of course, we love you, Tommy. I just want to give you a little update on my uh on my injury status cuz I heard you guys yeah. were talking about uh a little earlier talking about uh those two or those three buffoons who've had to mm-hmm. effectively try to end my career. So right now I'm actually waiting for Brian Kanabrowski to come pick me up and take me to see a medical specialist to get my arm looked at. Oh no. Yeah. You haven't you yeah, haven't gotten it looked at yet, Tommy? No, I, I went to the emergency room that night but he's got like a specialist. Like, oh. he wants to make sure that his talent is actually taken care of. Okay. Because, oh. I, mean, I mean, I'm not a wrestler, but at the same time, if, let's say, I get myself stuck in a situation where I have to be in a match, you don't want a guy with a half-broken oh. arm to wrestle, do you? That'd be a horrible scene. Yeah, that's yes, true. Yes, it would. That's true. Uh, yeah, so hopefully I, I, will, I, I will be in full force at Taken by Force on January 17th. So yes. hopefully I will be we'll there, be the and, and if I'm lucky, hopefully, very, very hopefully, worst case can get their hands on Hollis. I don't care if it's backstage or not. I really don't. Like, and normally you guys are used to me being all wild and out of control, but this is a very serious conversation. Right now I genuinely hate Corey Hollis. There's not many people on the planet who I can ever say that I hate but I genuinely hate him. 
Like, there, I hope no good ever comes for him, ever. What he did was way too far. Yeah, putting his hands on you should never put his hands on you. Like, I get it. I mean, I get it that, that we're supposed to be doing a show, that we're supposed to be entertaining all of you, but there is a line, and honestly, I feel like he crossed that line. I don't feel safe around him anymore. Like, if you notice, you didn't see okay. me after the show, because I went immediately okay. to the emergency room to get myself checked out. Well, that that's what I was going to say to you, Tommy, was is that uh, immediately after you got taken backstage, you know, Corey Hollis dove out of the ring or jumped out of the ring right in front of me, right right where I was sitting. And it, it, it took a lot of restraint and a glance over at the rather large security guard that was standing back off to my right to realize it probably would have been a bad idea for me to take a shot at him. But I can tell you, I, I gave him an earful, and, and, I, and yeah. I think he'll remember it. So, you know, yeah. I had, I, it took a lot of restraint on my end because you were facing me. When, when this all happened, and folks, I would encourage you all to go to, to highspots.com or highspotstv.com and get the iPay-per-view. I don't want to – I really don't want to talk about it because it, I can still hear it in my head. It's sickening. I, I heard yeah, it. it. I was it right was, there. Like, it, it was, was bad. That was, it was arguably the worst experience of my life, and I just wanted to call and just genuinely thank you guys and let you guys know that I'm okay-ish. I mean, I'm clearly not 100%, but I'm okay-ish. And thank you guys so much for everything you've done. And hopefully, Bob, I know you live far away, but hopefully you can make it up for Taken by Force on January now, that would 7th. Be a, that would be a long haul. I can't make any guarantees, but if I'm not there in person, you know that I am there in spirit. Absolutely, absolutely. And don't forget to tell your son I said hello. <laughs> I would do that, Tommy. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Hey, I'll guys, see you January, have a great Tommy. rest of the Say again? I'll see you in Say. January. Oh, absolutely, Laura. I look forward to it. Me too. <laughs> hopefully we can, hopefully Corey Hollis will be in attendance, and hopefully he doesn't catch one of us backstage. Mm. Ooh. Like, there's not a lot of room to hide in most of these venues. So That's true. if he's in the building, I think we'll probably see him. Yep. Yep, I would yeah. agree. Yeah, you guys have an awesome night. Love the show. And, um, by the way, I just want to say on a completely somewhat related note, Tessa Blanchard's promo during PWX was the best promo I have ever heard her cut. I would agree I with agree. Like, that. Was, that was the most amazing promo I've ever seen her do. And I've seen almost everything she's ever done. That was an amazing promo. And I just wanted to let you guys know that, Tessa, I know you're probably listening. That was amazing. I genuinely love that promo, Tessa. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Thank uh, you so much for calling us tonight and letting us know how you're doing. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome night, and I'm going to be listening to the rest of the show on my phone. All right, sir. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you, Tommy. Bye now. And there goes Tommy. Uh, I can't. I can't say it. I can't say it enough, folks. If if you if you haven't or did not see the iPay-Per-View for PWX, you need to do that. And I know that Laura says that we get crap all the time. No, folks, we're not getting sponsorship money from PWX or High Spots or Queens of Combat or WrestleCade. None of that. 
All that it is is us telling you about a quality promotion that put on a quality show from top to bottom that if you have the opportunity to see, you need to see it. That's all. So. Now see, you see what I'm talking about now. When I talk about, you know, after I come back from PWX and I talk about what a great time I had, and it's not only the wrestling, it's like family. Yeah. It really you know, is like family. Well, we were when we were driving back, you know, because we had a lot of time to sit and, and banner, banner back and forth. We had a lot of time to talk, both my son and I. And I told him, I said, well, you know, i got the show coming up on Wednesday night, and we're probably going to talk about a couple of the highlights and, and so on and so forth. And I said, what was your favorite part about the whole weekend? And he sat there for a moment, and he said, well, everything. And I said, well, I said, you know, I, I get the broad stroke of the brush there, bud, but I need something a little bit more because our fans are demanding, and they'll want to know details. So what what was your favorite part? And he said, Probably the way that we were able to interact or talk to the wrestlers. And I said, okay. Exactly. I said, well, I said, do you know the fan fest part? You know, we, you know, that that was an extra, that was a bonus that that we had paid for, right? And he said, yeah. He said, I know. He said, I'm I'm just talking about, you know, at, at PWX and and at Queens of Combat, being able just to walk up to people. I know that my son had to have walked up to Zane Reinley 17 times. He actually took his shirt that he left at ringside and, and walked it back to him when he when he saw him back at, at the table and said, "You left your shirt up there, Bubba," and uh, you know gave him his shirt back. But the the opportunity, you know, to walk up to the bravado, right. to walk up to Jessica Havoc, to walk up to Jesse K, to walk up to Nemea, to Joey Ryan, Candice, Caleb. You know, worst case scenario, Tessa, you know, everybody. Just the interaction between the fans and the wrestlers in an environment like that is how memories are made and how mm-hmm. fans are won over. Because Laura said it before, and I've said it before, I've been to WrestleManias, I've been to WrestleMania Access, where you have to stand in line for 45 minutes and you're guaranteed nothing be able to walk up to somebody and say, I really enjoyed the match. I really enjoy your work. You know, thanks for what you do. And have them interact with you and genuinely care that you're there. That was the greatest part of the entire weekend. And when you when you talk about people who, who generally care, um, two groups come to mind. Mm-hmm. One of which is worst case scenario. Uh, yep. still By the way, in my Ethan, head. my name is Bob. <laughs> I'm also known Tell as Bunkhouse Bob, Ethan Case. Tell that story. That, that oh. is a... <laughs> Jesus. All right, I'll tell this story, and and, and then and then we're gonna we'll we'll carry on with some stuff. Uh, we're standing in line for Fan Fest, and. There is one set of doors that that people are a lot of the uh, the wrestlers are going in and out of to to set up their tables and so on and so forth. The door pops open and Ethan Case walks out, and I look at Ethan and he looks at me and I said, "Hi, Ethan, I'm Bob." And he shakes my hand, and says, "Hi, how you doing?" He walks around two other people and goes to Laura. Laura says, "Hi, Ethan, how are you?" And he's, "I'm good," and gives her a hug and all that. And Ethan looks at her and he says, "Where is Bob?" 
<laughs> and Laura turns and looks back to me. She had her back to me and turns and says, he's right there. You just walked up to him. And the look, priceless looks, came across Mr. Case's face as he slandered back to me and said, man, do I feel like an asshole. And I looked at him and I said, hello, Mr. Asshole, my name is Bob. And from there on, pictures were taken and hugs were given. One of the funniest things that I've ever had happen. Great guy, great, great guy to talk to, both him, Elijah, and Tommy. Can't say enough about 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 these people's characters because, you know, they are the good that is in wrestling. Gen- people that genuinely I, I care. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. But real quick, two people, two, two groups of people who actually care that you're there. Worst case scenario, e, uh, Eli came up to me and a bunch of friends after a PWX show and thanked us for coming. Mm-hmm. Thanked us for coming. The Bravados are another uh, group of people who... Um, you can tell it in their faces. They actually appreciate the fact that you buy their T-shirts, that you come mm-hmm. and to the wrestling matches and support them. So uh, right. hats off to them. And uh, I wanted to cover two things really quickly. Um, PWX is starting a campaign, and let me get the text message up. Uh, they're starting a hiring campaign um, for, um, I believe it's for... Sorry, Brian. It's at workers and backstage people. It's more than just street teams. So anybody that's interested in working for PWX in many capacities, please send resumes to at Canabruski at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-A-B-R-E-W-S-K-I at gmail.com. Um, just wanted to get that out there. Brian's a good friend of ours, good friend of the show. And... Um, I wanted to say a shout-out to a person on Twitter who um, absolutely blew my mind this morning. He is known as um, at the real, I think it's Tangy, T-A-N-G-Y-E. Saw that picture of uh, me and Joey and Candace uh, where Joey had retweeted it and uh, said, um, who's the gorgeous girl in the middle? And that was me. So. Thank you for thinking. Um, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I'll take I thought it you were all going, day. I thought, I thought you were going to thank Matt Hardy. I am not thanking Matt Hardy for anything I thought, whatsoever. I thought that you were going to thank Matt Hardy for fulfilling the guarantee that I gave all of you last week that Matt would walk into WrestleCade as champion and that he would walk out of WrestleCade as champion. And I totally agree with you. So to my good friend Matt Hardy, that's Matt to me, Mr. Hardy to the rest of you, congratulations, champ. I was right there cheering you on. I want to go on and announce next week's guest, and I'm going to have to talk to this Bubba about – about this resume deal, I don't understand why I have not been hired on as uh, senior vice president of talent relations. Yes, of yes, wrestling for, genius. Or yeah, that, that's all I'm going to write on the resume. I'm just going to write my name <laughs> and wrestling genius, and that's it all that it, that's all it'll take. <laughs> Next week's guest, folks, because we're we are only 
two shows away or actually one show away from our end of the year special we thought it only fitting that we thought it only fitting that we would have uh, Brian Kanabroski back on he was the first guest that we had on when we started the show so we thought it would be nice to have him on uh, next week as well as Mr. Corky Franks will be with us next Great week. Great guy, Corky. Great guy, Corky. Uh, had, a, had a blast with him this weekend as well. So we're going to have those two on. And then the following week, uh, the December 17th show, will be our year-end show because Laura and I are going to take two weeks off for Christmas holiday it. and the New Year holiday, and we need it, to be honest with you. And <laughs> I, know that, I know that I need it. I know that Laura needs it, too. Uh, one of the things that, that I got asked about constantly at the show was why we have not been pushing or promoting the Live from the Armory wrestling show T-shirts. This, right. is, what I, this is what I can tell you, uh, and th- this is from both Laura and I. There has been an issue with what we're being charged versus what we are trying to sell the shirts for. I want this to be absolutely clear. This has nothing to do with strong style life clothing, but the actual shirt vendor, the, the, the manufacturer of the T-shirt, strong style life, helps direct people where to purchase the shirt. Uh, so this has nothing to do with them. It has, has everything to do with the shirt vendor. Once we get everybody on the same page, we will continue to, to push, the, pay, push the, the shirt and ask for you to purchase it uh, because obviously... Uh, that money that we generate uh, will go back into the show budget to help us continue to bring you this show every week as we do. Uh, but basically what's happening right now is is that we're getting conflicting charges from the vendor over shirts. So when we get that straightened out, we will continue to, to push the shirts. Uh, you can go on the site and still order a shirt if you'd like to, uh, we may have to uh, place the order on hold and get confirmation through the vendor, uh, but we'll have some more information hopefully for you within the next week as to where everything stands with that. But uh, that that's the situation with the shirts right now. So, again, next week, Corky Franks and Brian Kanabruski will be on the show. Uh, we certainly want to thank and, and apologize to LeBron that we couldn't get him uh, – a full interview in, but we will reschedule LeBron for a future date on the show. Certainly want to thank uh, Championship from Wrestling Star, Ryan Taylor, for being on with us. Absolutely tremendous guest. Knew that he would be. Uh, so we're uh, looking forward to next week. We're going to take a few days, probably sleep, and uh, we're going to do yeah. it all again. Do it all again next Wednesday night like we do. Lori, you've got anything that you want to add? Wanted to say, uh, give a shout out to Miss Tessa Blanchard who just tweeted that she's listening in. Appreciate you listening in, uh, Tessa. And um, wanted to, um, gosh, it just went right out of my. Wanted to thank Seymour Snot again for wearing his Live from the Armory t shirt during Fan Fest. And everybody yeah. was coming up to him. I saw a lot of people, and we appreciate it. Um, he was. He's a previous guest, big supporter of the show. Thank you so much, Mike. It meant a whole lot to me and Bob to see you wearing that. Yes, it did. 
Yes, it did. For everybody that took time to come up to us during WrestleCade, Queens of Combat, PWX, whether you were a listener of this show, whether you were just a fan of wrestling and you stopped and, and, and said hello and, and asked our thoughts on something, to all of the wrestlers, to the promoters, to the staff at WrestleCade, to the staff at Ziggy's, at Queens of Combat, at PWX, from the bottom of our hearts here at this show, live from the Armory Wrestling Show, we would like to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us be a part of your world and letting us do what we do, and that is change people's perception of independent wrestling one fan at a time. Folks, we'll be back here next Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. We can also be heard on iTunes, and you can also hear our stream in the, uh, for our overseas listeners. We're heard in Australia, the U.K., various points in between in Europe. We can be heard at www.fnxnetwork.com. Folks, thank you very much for listening to the show tonight. We appreciate your support. We'll talk to you next Wednesday night. Have a good evening. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.